Okay, the Glenn Show continues. It is Voices of Carolina Week. I'm John Fokey, heading into my first season as the radio play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Hornets. And we got a big 2 o'clock hour. Uh, Cody Zeller caught up with him earlier this week. We're going to talk about the release of the NBA schedule. We'll check in with Steve Swatoa, the president of the Greensboro Swarm, and talk about how uh, the Greensboro Swarm and Hornets uh, complement each other in terms of being the G League affiliate. But before we get to all of that, we want to welcome in Marvin Williams, forward for the Charlotte Hornets, who is going to join us over the phone line. Marvin, thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, uh, the schedule came out, and we've kind of been talking to different folks about how they look at the NBA schedule. How do you look at the NBA schedule when it comes out? What are the first things that that your eyes go to? Uh, Honestly, I'm I'm a little different. Uh, I think uh, I always like to see where we open up, whether home on the road. Um, I always look forward to the Portland game. It's an opportunity for me to kind of see my family and friends, and they get a chance for me to play. And then I kind of see where we're at during Christmas and New Year's. But other than that, I don't really pay too much mind, honestly. <laughs> so the schedule works uh, relatively well. I mean, when you think about you're going to open your first two games at home, you've got a nice break around Christmas that you'll be able to spend some time with family. Unfortunately, the Portland game is uh, the second of a back-to-back, so you might not get a ton of time. But overall, right. it, it it seems to work out pretty good for you this year. Yeah, it's definitely a blessing, man, to be able to spend time with your family over the holidays, uh, to be home. You know, unfortunately, sometimes teams are playing on the road or they're playing on Christmas Day on the road, so they don't get to spend time with their families. But fortunately for us, we'll be, we'll be in town for a couple of days, so I know guys really do appreciate that. And the one thing about this schedule that might be different from schedules of the past for you is the trip to Paris. Have, have you been a part of a team yeah. that has gone overseas for a regular season game like this? Never for a regular season game. Uh, we went to China a few years ago uh, for the preseason, but never for a regular season game. I've never been to France before, or Paris, I guess. I should say. I've never been to Paris, so I am looking forward to, uh, to the opportunity, definitely. How do you, I mean, I know it's a couple of months in advance, but as you look at a couple of days on each side, I guess mentally is it going to be interesting trying to prepare for the travel over there, compete in a regular season game, and then having to come back and, and get after it again in the regular season? Uh, honestly, I think we'll be okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they gave us a couple of days over there to kind of get acclimated. I uh, could be wrong, but I'm sure we'll get over there and get a couple of days under our belt, a couple of good practices, maybe get a chance to see some things, and then we'll play a really, really good team over there. And then I'm sure they'll give us a day or so to get acclimated on the way back. So uh, the NBA does a phenomenal job when they send teams, you know, international like that to kind of give them time to kind of get their rest and get back adjusted to the normal, the normalcy of an NBA season. So uh, I think we'll be just fine. Marvin Williams joining us here of the Charlotte Hornets. We continue on the David Glenn Show. It is Charlotte Hornets Day. Uh, Marvin, you've been with this franchise, I believe, for the last six years, and uh, you've played with Kemba Walker, and now with Kemba heading up to Boston and Terry Rozier coming in, uh, there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment there with uh, you know, some new personnel. But how excited are you to see what Terry can bring to this franchise? Uh, I think everybody's looking forward to it. Uh, you know, if you, if you unfortunately, if you have to lose a guy like Kimba Walker, uh, I think you've done a hell of a job of replacing him with the Terry Rozier. Uh, both super, super competitive guys. Both really try to play the right way. Both really want to win. Um, obviously, this is Terry's. It's a big opportunity for Terry as he has a chance to kind of be the full-time starter now and really run the team. So, uh, I know he's looking forward to that. I uh, just, I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, just competing against him over the years, man, I, I really do like who he is as a player. Um, I'm sure he's a great guy. I've heard nothing but great things about him. So 
Uh, I think Charlotte did a great job of, 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 of bringing him in after you lose an All-NBA point guard like him. And I think you brought up the word competitive, and that's the thing that really stands out to me about Terry is uh, when he's out there, he's going to scrap. He seems like, and in watching tape of him from the last couple of years, and especially during that playoff run, he's going to be the first guy hitting the floor. He kind of plays with an edge, and I think he plays with a pace that uh, not only will get you guys excited playing with him, but I think it'll get fans excited too. Yeah, he, he's a tough-minded guard. I mean, he's just like Kimba. You know, mm-hmm. he, his, his mentality is very similar to Kimba's. You know, they're going to go out there and give it to him, give him everything you got uh, each and every night. And, you know, they expect guys to follow suit. That's the type of leader that Kimba, Kimba is, and that's who he was for us. I'm sure he'll be like that for Boston, and I'm sure Terry will bring that here to, to Charlotte. Um, another benef- uh, benefit that we have is Terry has one at a high level. You know, he's made it to the conference finals. He's been to the playoffs numerous times, so uh, he understands what it takes to kind of get over that hump. So, I'm sure guys are looking forward to him pushing us every day and leading us, and uh, he'll definitely be fun to play with. Terry Rozier coming to the Charlotte Hornets via sign-and-trade with the Boston Celtics. Uh, Marvin, let's talk about the draft for a, for a moment with uh, P.J. Washington getting selected in the first round, Cody Martin coming in in the second round. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on adding those guys? And I know you've been in here working out. Those guys have been around a little bit. Have you crossed paths with either of those guys and, and gotten to know them a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Uh, PJ's been in and out. Obviously, he's been uh, nursing in his foot, but he's definitely getting better. Uh, he's been working extremely hard in the weight room, so it's, that's always fun to see. I think he's kind of easing his way back onto the court, which is great. And Cody's been phenomenal as well, man. He and his brother have really been working hard every day that they've been in here. Uh, two very good young players, man. We're really excited to have those guys. They both have the ability to do a lot of different things, play multiple positions and guard multiple positions. So uh, they're definitely great additions to our roster, for sure. The way the NBA is going, and you talk about guarding multiple positions, playing multiple positions, that is so important, not only for those guys, but also for some of your young guys uh, from the last couple of years that have continued to develop, like Miles, like uh, Dwayne and, and Devontae and Malik. I mean, versatility is a big, big key and a big, big positive in this league, isn't it? I totally agree. I think uh, it's, it's a huge positive for the way that Coach likes to play. You know, I think all four of those guys that you just named can definitely play multiple positions. Uh, you know, Miles has a unique ability to guard, you know, two or three positions. Dwayne as well. He can guard two or three positions, though. And they can also play multiple positions offensively. So the way the league is changing as a whole, it definitely does help. But definitely for the way that coach likes to play, uh, those guys will be a big, big part of what we're trying to do this year. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them this season. And speaking of the way Coach likes to play, uh, one year under your belt with James Borrego as the head coach, what were some of the things that he brought to this team uh, to help uh, maybe help with the team's evolution last year and some of the changes uh, both offensively and defensively that he implemented for you guys last year that you're looking forward to carrying into year number two? Uh, I think the biggest thing is we've we've all had an opportunity to kind of learn him, and he's had a chance to learn us. Uh, he likes to play with a lot of pace. He likes to shoot a lot of threes. Uh, certainly wants guys that can defend. Um, he really loves to get in the gym and work. You know, it's, it's really fun to kind of see him out there on the court kind of being hands-on with guys. He'll jump in a rebounding drill if he has to or whatever the case may be. So uh, he's just fun to be around, man. He brings a great level of enthusiasm to the court every single day, and I know guys really do appreciate that, especially the young guys. You know, mm-hmm. throughout, the, throughout the grueling the grueling course of the season, man, it can get tough sometimes, but He's always got a big smile on his face, man. He's always ready to work, and uh, he does a great job developing the young guys. So uh, he certainly is appreciated around the organization for sure. 
Marvin Williams joining us here on the David Glenn Show. Just a couple more, Marvin, before we let you go. Uh, we talked about you being in here uh, working at Spectrum Center. Uh, we've seen some of your teammates. It, it really, I think, is encouraging uh, to me over the last couple of months being in this building, seeing how many guys are here working out together. And it seems like at the end of the season, you know, guys didn't head out to L.A. or head out to different spots to work out. But everybody, for the most part, seems to be centrally located here in Charlotte. How important is that? that for you guys moving forward building chemistry and camaraderie well i think you're exactly right it, it does help build chemistry you know I, I find that being since being here in charlotte it's been kind of unique that a lot of guys that play here actually do live here you know mm -hmm. so they just come here for the season and they take off when the season's over so a lot of us are together outside of the gym as well uh, so it really is kind of fun to kind of work together in the gym and then kind of get outside of spectrum center and kind of hang out as well so uh, we do have uh, a nice group of guys that are getting in every single day, uh, which does help. You know, it, it really makes a big difference, I think, in September and October when you're really trying to build that chemistry, something that we've already had a chance to develop in the summertime. We can kind of move forward and, and, and keep going. And with the number of you players that are here during the offseason, I mean, the ability to connect with fans and connect with this city, it feels like it makes it a little bit bigger than if you do just play here and leave. But you become more of a, a the fabric of the community, don't you? Yeah, I, I think it's great. You know, anytime you have a chance to kind of get out into the community and people get a chance to see you, spend time with you, talk to you. And Charlotte fans have been some of the best fans that I've ever encountered, man. They really are passionate about the Hornets. Uh, every time you see them out in the community, man, they're always saying hi always super encouraging, always looking forward to the season to start, always looking forward to the next game. So whenever you have an opportunity to kind of get out and play for a team like that, play for fans in a community like that, it really is fun as a player. So we're certainly appreciative of all the fans that do come out and support us. Uh, it's going to be a fun year this year. We've, we've all been working really hard. So I think a lot of us are really getting ready to get started. All right, Marvin, uh, we'll wrap up with this one. I'm transitioning from 12 years uh, covering the Minnesota Timberwolves. And as I start okay. with the new franchise, you, you've been through this a little bit. So you might, I, I'm asking your advice here, but uh, how long did it take before, you know, when you went from Atlanta to Utah or Utah to Charlotte, how long did it take before you stopped uh, accidentally referring to uh, the Atlanta Hawks or the Utah Jazz? I, I find myself slipping, not often, but just enough that I, I need to know that it's going to be gone at some point. I got to be 100% honest. I still do it. I, I still, I <laughs> That's still not do encouraging, it. Marvin. Uh, no, it's not. I'm being 100%. I still do it. Like, sometimes if I'm just generally speaking, I will still call the Hornets the Hawks, or if I'm talking about the Hawks, I may still say the Jazz. So I, I still do it. So I'm not, I'm not your guy on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I don't have to talk that much, right? Uh <laughs> Marvin, we thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the uh, the rest of the offseason. We're looking forward to getting this thing rolling here coming up uh, in the not-too-distant future. Thanks again. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, Marvin Williams joining us of the Charlotte Hornets. This is the David Glenn Show. It is Voices of Carolina. I'm John Fokey heading into my first season as the radio play-by-play -play voice of the Charlotte Hornets. And uh, it's amazing to think. Training camp right around the corner, the preseason after that. And then we will tip things off for real October 23rd as the Hornets host the Chicago Bulls. Again, you can get all the information on tickets, the schedule downloaded, uh, plenty of content surrounding the schedule. Head to Hornets.com.
Com uh, to get all your information on that. Still to come here in the final hour of the David Glenn Show, Steve Swatoa of the Greensboro Swarm, the president of that organization, will join us. They're the G League affiliate of the Hornets. We'll uh, talk a little bit about how integral they have been over the last couple of years in helping to develop some of these young guys that we talked about with Marvin and then seeing those guys go down, uh, develop their skills, and come back and impact things at the NBA level. We'll talk a little bit about that synergy as well as synergy on the business side. And uh, we'll continue our conversation about the Hornets schedule. Do that next as we check in with Cody Zeller, who I caught up with earlier this week. He'll talk about what he looks at when the NBA schedule comes out. We'll do that next right here on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks who work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. It is the Voices of Carolina Tour wrapping up today. David is away on vacation. My name is John Fokey. I am the radio play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, headed into my first season, really excited uh, to get things going and see what this team can do. Great talking to Marvin Williams in our last segment about uh, what he looks at when the schedule comes out and then some of these young guys and their development, including the addition of Terry Rozier, who joins the franchise in the sign and trade with the Boston Celtics that sent Kemba Walker from Charlotte to Boston. So uh, plenty to be excited about, plenty to follow here as we get ready to kick this season off. Uh, preseason will get underway in just uh, a couple of months, October 6th. In fact, the first preseason game, how coincidental is this, but first preseason game for the Charlotte Hornets will be at Boston. So uh, right out of the gate, Terry Rozier going to face off against his former team. Kemba Walker going to face off against his former team, albeit in a preseason matchup. And then the first regular season matchup uh, between these two teams is coming up November 6th uh, make that November 7th excuse me here at Spectrum Center to be a nationally televised game on TNT tipping off at 8 p.m. Uh, preseason though getting underway October 6th and there will be a preseason game in Phil uh, excuse me against Philadelphia in Winston-Salem so you want to mark your calendars for that a uh, great opportunity for the Charlotte Hornets to continue uh, to spread across the state and uh, give some fans an opportunity to check them out against a very good Philadelphia team with Joel Embiid Ben Simmons they re-signed Tobias Harris they brought in Al Horford from uh, Boston so that'll be a lot of fun preseason matchup with Philly coming up in Winston-Salem speaking of the schedule you can download it find more content and breakdown at hornets.com and that's where you'll find our podcast breakdown of the schedule James Borrego head coach of the Hornets we caught up with him earlier on the show and earlier this week that's part of our podcast breakdown we also caught up with Cody Zeller Matt Richinski of hornets.com and I sat down with him on Monday to break down the release of the Hornets schedule. Cody, as the 82-game schedule comes out, everybody looks at it differently. Fans start circling uh, when they can get down to Spectrum Center to take in a game. Uh, coaching staff looks at it to say, when are we going to be able to practice? How do you take a look at the 82-game schedule when it comes out? Uh, I haven't seen it at all yet. 
so yeah, I see it. I see it right here. But I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to surprise. I don't want to ruin the surprise of it. But there's a handful of things I look at. Obviously, uh, you know, when we make our West Coast trip, uh, is always that's always a challenging part of the season. So you make two of those each year. Um, the Paris trip will be a little different with. Uh, you know, only playing one game in a, a four or five game stretch, mm-hmm. um, four or five day stretch. So uh, I assume we'll have more back to backs or the rest of our season will be uh, kind of compressed. Um, but other than that, a few personal things. Um, my birthday is October 5th. So that's usually over training camp. That's usually a little earlier. Uh, You're Christmas. clear. No, no game on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, You're clear. I think I think we travel. I think we travel to Boston. I think we play on the sixth. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at uh, Christmas, um, Thanksgiving, uh, New Year. Sometimes um, a couple of those things. Personal trip uh, back to Indiana is always a, a special trip for me. So uh, either once or twice. Uh, hopefully twice. Uh, so, yeah, I look at a, a few things for the team-wise and also for, for me personally. All right, well, I'll break down a couple things for you. Christmas, okay. you're good. It looks like we're in <laughs> good, good shape. We, we play right. on, on the road on the 22nd, but then we're clear with a home game until the 27th. So you'll be wow. here. We'll That's get one home. Of the better schedules, yeah. Spend some time with family. It'll be nice to see. Yeah. First game against Indiana will be on November 5th. Right, okay. November fifth. So, and that's right here at Spectrum Center. Your first game in Indiana. I can't read the red here we go. thing here. So, December fifteenth. That one is. There you go. Hopefully, so, there's two now, of them. Now, here. the bad news, though, or the good news, however there's you want to look one. at it. Yeah. You mentioned the West Coast trip. Yeah. We start the season with two games at home. We've got Chicago and Minnesota at home to start the season, and then you go into a West Coast trip. Oh, yikes. So, <laughs> so I guess there's no better reaction than the real oh, reaction sucks. of a player when you tell them this for the first time. So when you're looking at a four-game West Coast trip to start the season, you know we talk about this team and really seeing where they're at. How much does that really provide you guys the opportunity to come together, and we're going to see where you're at early on? Yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> uh, and I see it. It's uh, Lakers, Clippers, Sacramento, Golden State. Is, yes, uh, sir. Yikes! That's uh, not only a, a tough West Coast. The West Coast is always always tough because of the travel. But you have uh, four good teams in there. We'll we'll be challenging. Like you said, it's uh, you know we'll figure out really quickly where we're at and uh, things we need to improve on. So. Good news, though, you've got that back-to-back Lakers-Clippers, but it's a non-travel back-to-back. How, how important is that for you guys as, as players? Uh, every team's got to do back-to-backs. You've got uh, 12 of them this year, so it's down quite a bit from years past. But when you don't have to travel on a back-to-back, that's got to be a plus. Yeah, some guys will be disappointed because we'll only go to L.A. once. <laughs> uh, so some guys like having it split up a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be, I guess that'll be good. And you mentioned uh, games getting kind of jam-packed because yeah. of the trip to France. Yeah. The way the schedule kind of shakes out right now, you're going to have 16 games in November, 15 games in December. So you've got 31 games in those two months. Yeah. That's a pretty heavy set of games early on, but yeah. also a chance for you guys to really kind of get your feet underneath you and get kind of some momentum going, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully so. And I think they've done a good job of uh, of kind of cutting back on the, the back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. And I think I think early on in my career we had, I think up to 22 is the most that I've had. So uh, they made a point to for for teams across the league of cutting down on the amount of back-to-backs. So uh, you know those those are always the tough ones. So yeah, whatever you said, 12 is is a reasonable number.
You brought up the game in Paris, and now you've been traveling this summer and, and had an opportunity not to go to Paris, but but to France. Are you yeah. excited to go back there and, and be able to play a game this time? Yeah, I've heard a lot about, about Paris and uh, uh, a lot from Tony and Nick the past couple of years. So <laughs> I know that Nick will be good to get a good reception, and uh, you know maybe, maybe Tony can make an appearance or something if he's over there. So... Uh, it's always cool to see kind of the reception that, that the that the local guys get. Um, we did the the uh, preseason games in China with Jeremy Lin mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago. It was really cool to see, uh, you know, the support that he got. So hopefully it's the same for, for Nick when we go over there. Speaking of support, the guy that, that we're looking forward to coming back in this building, I, that I know you you have a tremendous relationship, and Kemba will be back in this building on November 7th on okay. TNT. So that's early on. You guys are getting the national televised game against the Celtics, against Kemba. Anything you want to say to Kemba right now about how you're going to try and bring it to him or set, set a screen on him or anything like that? You're going yeah. to knock over Kemba Walker, Cody? Well, the thing <laughs> is, I've, I've guarded Kemba a lot in practice, and uh, thankfully I, I haven't had to guard him in a game. Uh, but I, I know that he'll be coming after me. So uh, no matter how many times I've seen his, his step back or his change of pace, uh, it's a whole other thing trying to guard in the game. A couple so. of opportunities against the Celtics, not only that one on November 7th, but December 31st as well. And for the first time in a couple of years, Cody, uh, the Hornets will be a part of the Martin Luther King Day celebration. And you think about what a great job the NBA does in celebrating that, how great to be a part of that day uh, with a home game. Yeah, I think uh, I think we did it maybe uh, a few years ago. We had that afternoon game, like a, maybe a two o'clock game, and uh, that's always a special day because they always uh, try to pack the day full of uh, full of games and and to celebrate uh, Martin Luther King um, is always special. So uh, they always have a lot of you know wear the the t-shirts and the different uh, shoes and everything else. So it's cool to kind of do the different things throughout the year of. Uh, you know, celebrating the, the Chinese New Year and uh, Black History Month and, and some of the other things. So, like I said, it's, it's some of those things that will stand out when I kind of uh, dive into the schedule a little bit. Oh, we're looking forward to it, and we'll be diving into the schedule at Hornets.com. You can find all the content there. Cody, thanks so much for your time. We're looking forward to getting this thing rolling. All right, I appreciate it. Cody Zell joining us right here on the David Glenn Show. You can hear more of our conversation with him at Hornets.com. When we come back, Steve Suatoa, president of the Greensboro Swarm, joins us next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. The Glenn Show rolls on. It is Voices of Carolina. I'm John Fogey, the radio play-by-play -play voice of the Charlotte Hornets. David Vaught is back in our studios, and it is Hornets Day. We're talking all things Hornets. We've talked about the team uh, heading into this season. We talked about the schedule, which was released earlier this week. You can get all the details at Hornets.com. We also talked about the Hornets' new 2K team as they will be entering the eSports arena and facing off in the NBA's uh, 2K season, which begins next spring. And right now, we want to turn our attention to the Hornets G League affiliate, the Greensboro Swarm. And Steve Suatoa, the president of the Swarm, joins us. And Steve, uh, I think it's been great the way NBA teams, and specifically the Hornets and the Greensboro Swarm, have uh, done such a great job of growing together, growing these relationships, and really uh, 
lining up synergistically to whether it's the business side or the basketball side, but the growth of the G League and the connection to the NBA has been amazing to watch. How has that evolved from your seat as president of the Greensboro Swarm? Well, John, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been great. Um, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's all about developing our players and front office staff. So I could tell you, you know, the synergy has been fantastic, not only on the basketball side with players being back and forth, but our business side. We have um, Natalie Nelson, who was our corporate partnership fulfillment uh, manager, has been promoted to the Hornets a few months ago. So it, there's no question it's helping both the business side and the basketball side. And how great is it, too, that it's not that far of a drive? So I know you dropped by our offices, uh, I believe it was earlier this week, and uh, we see some folks from, from Greensboro come to Charlotte, and you're seeing folks from Charlotte head down to Greensboro. And so there's a real connection there, not just in name, but in physically being in these areas and being in front of each other. No question. Um, the support that the Hornets have given us here in Greensboro, it's an hour and, and 20 minutes door-to-door -door from our offices here in Greensboro to the Spectrum Center. Um, the, the Hornets have been extremely supportive on both sides, the basketball side and the business side. Uh, James Jordan and, and Seth Bennett and others are here on often as, as well as some of the Hornets front office staff and the business side regarding um, Drew Praster and Teresa Powers on the sales side. So, and and you're right, we're there often too with our marketing team and our um, communications manager and others. So it, it's really helpful with Justin and, and Ryan and others to, to go back and forth. And um, we we couldn't ask for anything more. It's just been a great relationship uh, since 2015. Steve Sabatoa, president of the Greensboro Swarm, is joining us. And as we talk about the relationship between the Hornets and the Swarm growing, uh, Steve, the G League as a whole has, has grown. I mean, you're talking about more teams in single affiliation like uh, Charlotte and Greensboro have. And uh, the league, you know, taking some steps to grow and uh, put together tournaments. And more and more G League players are ending up on NBA rosters. How fun is it just to watch the growth of the league as a whole over the last couple of years? It's been phenomenal. And can you imagine the players that are on two-way deals that are going back and forth um, and others? Um, you know, we get to see players like Devontae Graham and Dwayne Bacon in our market. And, and Charlotte got to see guys like Joe Cheeley and J.P. McCarra that were our two-way guys this past mm -hmm. year back and forth a few times because of injuries or other things that were going on with, with the parent team. So um, I saw a stat over 50% of our G League players have played at the NBA roster. Um, uh, we don't care if it's sitting on the bench or getting playing time. They, there is a lot of movement back and forth, and I see – and as the league grows and as our teams grow, I think we're at 28 right now. We're two off of getting 30 to 30. Um, you're going to see more, more movement and more involvement with, with the G League teams at this level. Now, Steve, I haven't had the opportunity to make it to Greensboro yet, but I was on your website earlier this week and going through, uh, clicking through the images of the Fieldhouse and just what a beautiful facility uh, to take in a basketball game. And, and everything's kind of there in terms of the uh, – uh, the the facilities for the players to work out in. I believe your business offices are there as well. But if you can sort of paint the picture of what the game day experience is like at the Fieldhouse for fans that come out to take in a swarm game. 
Well, we replicate it. We, we talk about if you go to the Spectrum Center, you see a lot of the similar music opportunities, in-game opportunities, on-court promotions, so to speak. But we look at it as it's more intimate. Um, you feel more part of the action. Our, our, our top row in our building is 12 rows or 13 rows from the floor. Um, you know, that's the 12th row at the Spectrum Center. So you can imagine the difference versus sitting upstairs in the upper level. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the in-game experience, we've been very fortunate. Um, our, our, our community, our fans have been engaged with our process and our game entertainment. Um, you, when you walk into our building, you know we're owned by the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and it's just the intimacy and the, um, the closeness. People just feel part of the action, which I think is really a, a huge plus and benefit for us. Yeah, and if you haven't been to a game, you've got to go onto the website because the, that ability with the 360 camera uh, to pick any point within the arena and and look around and, and really take things in, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful facility. Earlier on the show, Steve, we were talking about some of the players that the Hornets have signed and how some of those players might end up in Greensboro. And uh, G League teams, they grab players from all over, whether it's uh, the two-way contracts, whether it's Exhibit 10 contracts, uh, but they also, have uh, open tryouts and you guys have an open tryout coming up September 14th. Uh, Give us some of the details on this tryout and uh, what that's going to be like for folks that want to come out and and possibly try to make this roster. Yeah, this will be our, I think our third year or fourth year in a row that we're we're hosting open tryouts. The first year we had over 200 players. Uh, They made an investment of $200 per player. Um, we give you about a five-hour workout. It, um, there's a lot of things that happen, but um, we have a lot of players that um, participate that um, have a chance to make our training uh, camp roster. And mm-hmm. um, last year, we believe we had 104 players sign up. Um, we hosted at the UNC Greensboro Kaplan Center. Uh, they're the only facility in the area that has more than three or four courts at the same time. Um, it, it's just a great opportunity for those players who are still living the dream that they want to play at the NBA level. And I can, we, you and I can talk all day long about the number of players that have gone through open trials, that have made um, training camp rosters, that have made the actual G League team, that have actually played at the NBA and have won championships. So it's, the dream is still alive, and um, the excitement and the players that come here are really, really good. It, it's hard to getting from 102 to 24 players. If you make that next cut, you go to Charlotte on that Sunday and you practice in front of the Hornets executives as well. So it's a, it's it's really a great weekend and and uh we still have some spots available. All right, so you can get the details on the uh, Greensboro Swarm website. And again, mark your calendars for September 14th. And you write about some of these players that have, have tried out for teams through the open tryouts and made their way onto a G League team and, and have eventually made their way to the NBA. I know uh, when Charlotte played San Antonio in Summer League, there was a player on the Spurs roster who uh, his story was, was incredible. He had played overseas for a little bit, decided he wanted a job, got a job in the finance sector, but still loved basketball and decided that he was going to try out through, I believe it was San Antonio's uh, open tryout. And uh, 
ended up getting there, realized that he had a check in hand and San Antonio didn't take checks. So he had to run to an ATM, get cash, run back and eventually <laughs> made his way through. And so there's just so many great stories that come out of tryouts like this. And Steve, as, as we wrap things up, I mean, uh, just wanted to get your excitement about uh, this upcoming season and, you know, the opportunity once again for uh, the Charlotte Hornets and the Greenboro Swarm to continue to develop their race, uh, relationship, continue to grow their relationship, and uh, just how exciting this can be moving forward into this season. Yeah, no question. Uh, we're waiting for the roster to, to shape up further down the summer here in early fall. Um, you know, we, we, our tickets start at $10. There's only 24 home games. We average about four or five a month. I actually just received the initial draft of our schedule that's going to be released here in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, so it's just a great night out, another opportunity to um, see some really good basketball players that are trying to get to the next level, and not just with Greensboro, but the other teams that are coming in with their rosters. And a lot of rosters are filled with some really solid ACC players, which most people around here uh, follow deeply. So um, it's a great way to enjoy a night out uh, inexpensively and, and have a great time. All right, and again, uh, the open tryout's coming up September 14th. Uh, find all the information at Greensboro Swarm, uh, the website there. Steve Suatoa, the president of the Greensboro Swarm. Steve, thank you so much. We're looking forward to this upcoming season. Thanks, John, for having me. All right, this is the David Glenn Show. I'm John Fokey. As we wrap up the Voices of Carolina Week while David is away on vacation, we appreciate Steve Switoa joining us from the Greensboro Swarm to talk about the relationship between the Hornets and the G League, uh, their G League affiliate, the Greensboro Swarm. And it is uh, imperative that teams not only have a single affiliate G League team like Charlotte does, but use it. And, and I think we saw that last year. I know I've talked about it a number of times, but giving players like Devontae Graham or Dwayne Bacon, who came to the organization and said, hey, I want to go down. I'm not, I'm not getting some run, you know, at this point in time in the season. I want to go down, work on some things, and, and try to get better. And teams are realizing the importance of using the G League. I mean, the Toronto Raptors, again, are a great example of that. They won a championship, and they had a guy in Fred Van Vliet who uh, extensively played at the G League early in his career and made his, a name for himself and was able to uh, compete and then eventually develop his game and step up on the biggest of stages. So having a G League team, utilizing that and developing the synergy and the relationship like we see between the Hornets and the Swarm is so imperative for teams. And uh, it's great to see, and you could possibly be a part of it. Again, open tryout September 14th. Uh, get the details online, and it'll be fun to see uh, what Charlotte decides to do with their second two-way contract. They've already got one player signed. That's Robert Franks of Washington State, who is a, a two-way player right now, and they do have one two-way contract open. So uh, fun to see uh, the continued development, relationship, and growth between these two franchises. We'll take a quick timeout, our final one here on Hornets Day on the David Glenn Show. We'll wrap things up, uh, thank some folks, and uh, run through some things to be keeping an eye on as we start working our way towards training camp, preseason, and eventually the tip-off of the Charlotte Hornets season, October 23rd, here in in Charlotte at the Spectrum Center against the Chicago Bulls. We'll do that next right here on the David Glenn Show. 
UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. And yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Final segment here as we wrap up the David Glenn Show and the Voices of Carolina Tour. John Fogey with you here heading into my first season as the radio play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Hornets. So final segment, we'll kind of recap some things and uh, send you on your way and send out some thanks as well. And first off, a big thanks to Darren Vaught, who's been running things from the studio and coordinating everything, producing everything. So really appreciate him reaching out, uh, giving me this opportunity and uh, helping to coordinate everything. So thank you, Darren, uh, for everything that you do, not only uh, with today's show, but been uh, I've had the opportunity to listen into the shows throughout the tour of Carolina and uh, really appreciate everything that Darren has done. So as we look back over the last uh, three hours here, as we've been talking Hornets on Hornets Day, a couple of things to recap. Number one, the Hornets schedule is out. It came out on Monday, uh, opening October 23rd against Chicago. They've got another home game against Minnesota on the 25th and then head out for a four-game West, uh, West Coast road trip, which features matchup with the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, the Sacramento Kings, and the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be a great early test for Charlotte. They come back, and they've got Indiana, Boston, and New Orleans, so some great basketball November uh, 5th, 7th, and ninth at Spectrum Center, including that matchup with the Celtics and Kemba Walker here in the city of Charlotte. It'll be an 8 p.m. tip-off on TNT. Should be an incredible atmosphere as uh, Kemba returns to the Queen City. So looking forward to getting this season underway. The month of March is going to be huge. If you want to get out to a game, 10 out of the 15 games in March are at home, and there's just some tremendous talent coming in, including Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks, Russell Westbrook, James Harden and the Houston Rockets, Philly coming into town with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons and uh, Tobias Harris and that crew, LeBron and the Lakers uh, later in the month of March and then the LA Clippers coming up in March as well. So get your uh, tickets, get your information about season tickets and the uh, fantasy pack, the 23 game uh, flex pack that allows you to pick the games that work your schedule you can do all of that and have a full schedule breakdown at hornets.com speaking of that schedule and i know we talked to a number of folks about it including head coach james borrego and cody zeller caught up with them earlier this week but one of the things that we talked about with cody earlier this hour was a number of back-to-backs and charlotte has 12 back-to-backs this season uh, that's something that has really been a focus of the league over the last couple of years. How do they find ways to eliminate back-to-backs, to eliminate five games in seven days, and make this schedule such that you don't have to worry about uh, guys being completely gassed for a game uh, and find a way to put the best possible product out there night in and night out. And you go back just a couple of years to the 14-15 season, the average number of back-to-backs from 2014 to 2015 was 19.3 heading into this season the average number of back-to-backs is down to 12.4 so give tom corelli and the rest of the folks that work in the scheduling center a ton of credit for finding a way to eliminate those back-to-backs and uh 
get it down to what seems to be a manageable number of 12 heading into this season. I know the players are excited about it. I'm sure the coaches are, but mostly I think the fans are, knowing that there's not going to be that many back-to-backs uh, as they try to plan out what games they can go to and uh, hopefully you see everybody out there playing each and every night as the back-to-backs are down to 12.4. So the scheduling group, uh, what they do is incredible when you think about trying to schedule 82 games for 30 teams in all these different arenas with everything else that's going on and the travel that is involved and everything. It's mind-boggling how they do it. It's a mix between, you know, humans sitting down and working through the schedule and computer programming and everything else. Uh, But they managed to put together a schedule each and every year. And I think this year, especially from the Hornets' perspective, it's an incredible schedule with the amount of home games, 17 of them, coming on the weekends, uh, but also, you know, incorporating in rest days as you head into and come out of that game in Paris, which will be coming up January 24th against the Milwaukee Bucks. So plenty of schedule talk, breakdown, and so much more at Hornets.com. We're looking forward to getting this thing rolling. Also looking forward to the preseason. It opens October 6th with a matchup at Boston uh, and also features a meeting with the Philadelphia 76ers in Winston-Salem. So Great opportunity for fans throughout the Carolinas uh, to get out and check out the Charlotte Hornets as they will be in Winston-Salem facing off against Philadelphia in that game. Fun to check in with Marvin Williams and get his thoughts on uh, this Hornets roster, which is transitioning into a new era. Talked about Kemba Walker being up in Boston via that sign-and-trade. You've got Terry Rozier coming down to join this Hornets team, and I love what Marvin talked about uh, in getting Terry down here. said he doesn't know him personally, but just knows him from competing against him, and uh, the word that he kept using was compete, and Terry's going to push us, and Terry's going to compete. He's played at a high level. He's won at a high level. He's been to the conference finals, so bringing that experience uh, to a roster you know, with young guys where a lot of your key components – Miles, uh, Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, Dwayne Bacon, Malik Monk. I mean, these guys been in the league a year, two, maybe three, but haven't been to some of the levels that Terry Rozier has been at. So it'll be great to add his experience and, and just the way he plays, his aggressiveness, his competitiveness, and bringing that to the court each and every night. I love the pace that he plays at, and Marvin talked about that as well, that it's going to be a, a style of basketball that I think is going to be real fun, not only for the players to play, but very fun for fans to come out and watch. So uh, really, really can't wait for Terry to get down here and see the impact that he has on this roster. So we're looking forward to that. Also talked with James Borrego, head coach of the Hornets, about uh, his thoughts on the schedule and how they can use some of these extended road trips in which they've got a couple of them. The four-game trip on the West Coast that I talked about spanning the end of October into early November. And then there's another long road trip. It's an Eastern Conference road trip in about the middle portion of November, which features games at New York, Toronto, Brooklyn, and Washington. But using those as opportunities for this group to forge an identity, to come together and you know, start to show the style of play that they have and build that camaraderie. So really looking forward to seeing uh, how Charlotte's able to take advantage of some of those early season road trips and how, you know, they'll be battle tested uh, by the time they get home for that five game homestand in the month of December. And then they go into a rough stretch from December 11th until the end of February, playing 21 out of 33 on the road or Paris. Uh, So hopefully take advantage of those road trips early to come together to forge 
towards that identity heading into that tough stretch. Uh, all in all, it's just going to be a ton of fun as we get things rolling. And uh, whether it's the 2K team, whether it's the Hornets, whether it's the Swarm, uh, you can get all the information at Hornets.com, and it's going to be fun to bring you each and every game on the radio this season. I'm really looking forward to it. And a big thanks to Darren Vaught and David Glenn for letting me fill in on the David Glenn Show today. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people in North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.